Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right. I am here for you guys, and I'm a bit sick, but the show must go on. So here I am. I hope you are doing well, and I am happy to be here with you. And thank you for tolerating my voice sounding differently, and hopefully, I don't have to cop too much and my team doesn't have to do a whole lot of editing. So let's get this show on the road, shall we? What am I loving today? Oh my gosh. So I have been reading a lot of books and it's been really fun to go back to reading books after spending a decade reading books for interviews, but just to be able to go back and read because I want to and to give myself permission that I don't have to interview the author and just read. And it's been way better than watching television. I've gotten tired of a lot of the show drama. So I went back to reading nonfiction books. So in the fall, I read a bunch of books. And then right now I'm reading this fantastic book that I have just been blowing through. And it's Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill, Lies, Spies, and a Conspiracy to Protect Predators. Holy moly. It is amazing. I'm almost done. I have about 25% left. I'll probably finish it this weekend. It is amazing to read about what went down with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and how many people are involved and just the unraveling that has occurred now in that idea of power and the fear that people had. And I've seen it and the sexism and we'll have a link in the show notes because Karen Walrand and I did a show about sexism in the workplace and my own experience, not with assault in the workplace, but sexism and the things that go on. And when I was young, I was really idealistic thinking that, oh, we're equals and there's all these rights, but it's quite interesting. It's quite fascinating. And I just invite you to read it. It's way better than (laughs) any television show that's out there right now. It's really well done. And I'm really excited because he also has a podcast that I'm going to go and listen to once I'm done with the book. But this fall, I read a couple of other books kind of all in the same area. And I read uh, She Said by Jody Cantor and Megan Tuhi, I believe. One of my clients recommended it. And again, it was, these are the two New York Times journalists who broke this story. And it was a great read and really, really enjoyed it, which then led me to reading The Top of the Morning. And I was actually wanting to read that because the Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon show on Apple TV, The Morning Show, was based on The Top of the Morning inside the cutthroat world of morning TV. And I didn't realize, and that was about Matt Lauer and the Today Show and Good Morning America and the ratings, but it wasn't so much about Matt Lauer and what has transpired in the Me Too movement. So anyways, if this is not your jam, then that's okay. You don't have to read it. If you like to read nonfiction and read stories and watch people be brave, read about people being brave and people who are also afraid and the people that have power and the people that don't believe that they have power and the courage of a lot of these victims or the courage of these victims who came forth with their story to share their story. I thank them so much. 
And I think the journalists who went and wrote these stories because it sounded like it was pretty and scary and intense in their own safety and well-being. So there's so much about power and influence imposing one's will and those who were quiet and condoned because they were afraid or they had fear of the power or, oh, it's okay. You know, how often have you heard? That's just what guys do. We've heard this in other arenas. We've heard it in the athletics arena or in the church. We've heard different things of kind of justifying these behaviors that are not okay. And the other thing I think that's really important is this idea that the outsides are not at all what goes on on the insides. And think about that in our life. I'm constantly working on my living, my life, where my outsides and my insides come in alignment. And one of the things I hear a lot from people is that they like my show because it's authentic. And I really try to be like, I just own it all with you. Really, what's here to hide, right? I'm sick. I'm here for you. And I'm happy to be here for you. And I understand and I appreciate this platform that I get to be a part of. But I am a messy human being. And that's the truth. So we want to have our outsides and our insides align because that's being in line with our integrity. With that being said, I'm going to talk about something that actually kind of goes with this is the idea of our strengths become our biggest weakness. And this is a really important concept because sometimes we're like, but we're so good at this. We're so good at this. So let me just keep going. Let me do this. And then we don't realize our strengths are our biggest weakness. So think about this. You're a hard worker. You're a high achiever. You've been taught, look, good things happen to those who work hard. And then when you don't think that you're enough or you've done enough or you've worked hard enough, then you go into overdrive and you overachieve and you work longer hours and you do more for others and you sacrifice yourself for the good of others. Sound familiar? This is a lot of my clients. They'll consider themselves high achievers or actually maybe not even a high achievers, like kind of like a fraud or the fact that maybe a failure, they haven't achieved as much as they should, or some of their colleagues or people that they've grown up with or gone to school with. And so they won't see themselves as overachievers, but they've taken their strengths of knowing how to work hard, knowing how to be successful in one arena, and then just put it into overdrive. And the problem is, is that you become exhausted and you literally run out of time and your relationships are hurting. You have a lot of anger. You're hating on life or hating certain aspects of your life. You have resentment building up and you've been taught just work harder than everyone else and you'll be successful, right? That's the big lie. But you've also been taught that your weaknesses are different from your strengths and it's actually your strengths that become your weakness. Your strength is your work ethic and the fact that you're a high achiever. And when you don't believe you are enough and you are rooted in that, my favorite word, shame, that painful voice of I'm not enough, I'm not enough. You take your strength of being a high achiever and you crank your work ethic and you just dial it up and you go over and over and you're an overachiever. So here are some examples of overachievers, just in case you may not identify Overachievers are highly self-critical. Overachievers are never satisfied. Overachievers don't have good boundaries. Overachievers eventually don't like themselves. Overachievers 
don't know when to stop. Overachievers can't stop until exhaustion, your health or broken relationships stop you. So not to sit here in this depressing mood (laughs) with my funky voice today, but what is the solution? There is a solution, my friend. It's really fantastic news. And the solution is dial it back from being an overachiever. Dial it back. You can still be a high achiever without overachieving. You can be a high achiever and have high goals with proper boundaries. You can be a high achiever and have loving and connected relationships. This is one of the things that some of my clients struggle with. They're so successful in their careers. And then it's either I do well at work or I have relationships, but I can't have both. There are certain things that they need to dial back at work because it doesn't make significant difference in the quality of the work that they do. And that's about getting doing meaningful work. So you can be a high achiever and have loving and connected relationships. You must believe that and then figure out where are you just stuck in the busyness? Where are you stuck in the working to the work versus the working to produce value? You can be a high achiever and do meaningful work. You don't have to be an overachiever to do meaningful work. You can be a high achiever and do meaningful work. You can be a high achiever and be a valued leader in your company and organization. You can be a high achiever and recognize your strengths as well as areas for growth. You can be a high achiever and here, get this, and take care of yourself. Yes, those go hand in hand. I know lots of high achievers who also make themselves a priority and take care of themselves so that, guess what? They have a greater capacity to go and kick butt at their job that they do. You can be a high achiever and have high goals that you can attain. And you can be a high achiever and strive for excellence. There's a difference between striving for excellence and hustling for worthiness. Striving for excellence I was explaining this to my clients, my Enough group. We were just finishing. We spent the last year together in that January 2019 Enough group, and it was our last day. And so we we're talking about becoming successful in the next arena that they're going to pursue. And one of the really cool things is that when you know you're enough and you want to still challenge yourself, you want to grow, you want to evolve, like we're hardwired for that. It's the coolest thing because you get to blow your own mind of what you're capable of and exceeding your expectations and having these problems that you're like, I'm not sure. I want to quit. I don't think I can do this. And then being able to exceed expectations of yourself and see what you're able to do with the boundaries where you're not overworking, with the boundaries where you're not sacrificing the things that are important to you. It's really important. It's not that everything is important to you, but starting to get really clear about what is. So when you are a high achiever, you can strive for excellence. You don't have to hustle for worthiness and hustling for worthiness is running around, trying to please everybody, make everybody else happy, not having boundaries. And you just sell yourself out, sell yourself out and you're exhausted and it never ends. Striving for excellence is expecting you to do well. It's you rising up. And then also saying, okay, that was a good day. And now I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to go spend time with people I care about. I'm going to spend time by myself. That is really important. So you fill yourself back up so you can show back up again. And remember, it's our weaknesses that we dial up from our strengths to overcome our current situation. 
So instead of dialing up your achieverness to extreme heights so that you exhaust yourself and jeopardize your health and your relationships, you want to stay grounded in your strengths. Be the person who has high goals and a high work ethic with proper boundaries that support you and allow you to be connected to those you love as you obtain and exceed your goals, my friend. It's really, really possible. I'm excited for you. Go test it out. Remember, our strengths become our biggest weakness because when we are rooted in shame and then we go and dial up our strengths, our ability to work hard, our ability to figure out difficult things, but we're in a place of shame, we're going to overdo it. So what you want to be is rooted in love and compassion and then go and take the action, go and take the steps and figure it out. Cause then you can compassionately say, okay, what's working well, what needs improvement? And instead of, oh, well, I'm just not good enough or I'm stupid or I'm a failure and beating yourself up where then that just creates more dirty pain inside of you where then you don't feel enough. Right. And then you have to go work harder to prove instead of all of that unnecessary drama, when you're rooted in love and compassion, you can look at it a lot more objectively what's working well, what's not, what are the problems that we can solve? What are the problems I may need helping solving? And you can start to look through that. So that my friend is your opportunity to remember and go test out yourself. Where in your life are your strengths becoming your weakness because you are rooted in shame instead of in love or compassion. And I don't mean love like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to do this. because I really believe in boundaries. And here I am sick but I'm showing up for you because this is my commitment to you. And then of course, I'm going to finish up my work day and I'm going to go take care of myself and have a really nice relaxing evening with my family. So if you need help with this, like this sounds great. And you're like, Corinne, I really love, love, love this idea, but I don't know how to intellect. I don't know how to take this intellectual and make it actual. I get it. That's why I have the enough group. Go check it out at www.howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough. This is where we take the stuff in the show and apply it in real life. And that, my friend, is transformational. All right. Until next week, I'm smiling big for you. And remember, there's like 650 shows for you in the archives. So if you want more, go dig back. Bye now. My friend, you know that your voice matters. It matters to me. And so we're going to do two things here. We're going to one practice on your voice mattering and you owning your voice. And the other is preserving your brain juice. So the first thing I want you to go do is share your voice, leave a review of the show on iTunes. Tell me what you love. Tell me why you're here. Your voice matters. And the second thing, if you haven't done it already, preserve your brain juice by making sure you hit the subscribe button and you're subscribed to the show. I'm smiling big for you. I can't wait to give you a shout out on the show in the future. Until next time. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wild.